Studio Funk. Hey, what's up? This is Tim Zawada from Star Creature Universal Vibrations, and you're now tuned in to Studio Funk. Hello, welcome back to Studio Funk. Yes, yes, we're back. Today's show, we've got a fantastic lineup. All the way from Chicago, we've got the head and founder of Star Creature Universal Vibrations, Tim Zawada. I sit down with Tim and we talk about the humble beginnings of Star Creature, the notable releases from over the years. We also talk about recent projects like the fantastic compilation, Attack of the Chicago Boogie. And not just that, we also talk about some present releases, some new ones, some ones yet to come. We get an exclusive listen to a couple of those tracks as well from those albums. for that I'm gonna get stuck into a nice little tribute mix for Tim and Star Creature a nice little 45 mix of the notorious 7-inch records of the Star Creature label yes can't wait to get into that definitely gonna be playing a lot of my favorites forgotten gems and some really really great releases that happened recently but before we get into that of course we've got to warm things up I'm gonna be playing through some new releases got a lot in circulation at the moment I have to say at the moment there's so much great music going on at the moment getting hard to keep up <laughs> but hey that's a good thing with that being said I don't think we should hold things up anymore let's start the show enjoy Thank you. 
with a track called Galaxy Oasis. Every night. Big shout out to a Razor Hood Sounds. Every night. Don't sleep on this one right here. Lost in Creature. Fantastic new release by Leon's with a track called Cruising. Ooh, this is good.
like two short hoop shorts under my jeans, smoking new ports. Now my DMs looking like a playlist around myself with the real. I can't fake shit. Still throwing up tees like a ref with a tech. Yeah, macking on the game like Goldie. I do everything, everywhere I go. He's strong on the game like Melvin did Jody. To the next episode, we continue for surely. No early presidential, but I still shine at the residence, chasing my mascara with lime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live from the function, let the beat keep slumping. Yeah, yeah, something to roll to. If you's a player in the game, this a hold. Yeah, yeah.
on 7-inch. Monica, and you are tuned in to Studio Funk. Something old, something new. Brand new reissue of the Holy Grail. Sub African Boogie. Lucky Maraki. 
his debut album, You Got Me Dancing. Come let me kiss your lips just once more. Come on, baby, yeah. Come let me kiss your lips just once more, yeah. reissue. This is a track called Your Lips. Coming up soon, we've got the main event with Tim Zawada. Sit tight, not long now. Tim Zawada. 
on Star Creature Universal Vibrations. show we've got a very special guest coming all the way from Chicago who is an artist, DJ, collector, radio host, producer and a founder, creative director and head of A&R at Star Creature Records. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Zawada. Hello, greetings, greetings. Yes, welcome to the show Tim, how you doing? Uh, man, I'm pretty good, how about yourself? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm good, man. You're welcome. I'm really happy to have you here. We've got a lot of things I want to talk to you about today. And um, because I think anybody who is aware of your label, 
everything that surrounds your label, the history and stuff. We've got a lot of things to go through today. Uh, if you say so, you know, yeah, hit me with it. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I guess um, with all things like this, it's always good to kind of like start from the top when it comes to talking about um, record labels and such. And I know that with your label, Star Creature has obviously been around for quite a long time. And I think just going by off memory now, Star Creature's record started back in, was it 2015? I think 2015 is maybe when like the first record dropped. Uh, we probably started it a little bit before that, but yeah, give or take 2015, 2014. Cool. And, um, so the humble beginnings of Star Creature, what was like your inspiration and motivation to start this label? Well, I think like in the back of my mind, like ever since being like a younger kid, I kind of always wanted to start a record label or had like an interest in the in the music business. And then, you know, as I kind of came up into adulthood, was involved in a lot of different things. DJ related, record related, music related, always kind of pursuing different avenues uh, along those lines. Mm -hmm. And I think just like a natural progression at some point became to start a record label or put out records. Um, a little bit before Star Creature, I had actually been doing some records under one of my other aliases, uh, Tugboat Edits. Right. and uh doing mostly like you know like white label kind of disco edits remixes mm -hmm. stuff like that um so i had dabbled my toes a little bit in kind of the the vinyl manufacturing world stuff like that and um yeah it just kind of uh, you know we were doing the white label thing the edit thing and uh after like the first couple of releases like people started sending me demos um mm -hmm. you know and then after a while like people were sending me demos of like original music and i was hearing some of it and being like wow this is like really good but you know we're just like a white label um you know edit thing like we don't even need original music like i can't even really use this mm -hmm. uh and then you know, realize that that was kind of like a, a dumb thought that no original music is actually what we do need and what we should focus on. And that was kind of like the catalyst for getting uh, Star Creature off the ground. All right. So I don't really realize that, that the Tugboat Motions then actually came first. Yeah. Tugboat started probably in like the later uh, 2000s, kind of parallel along the lines of like the SoundCloud kind of disco scene. Yeah. Um, where, you know, there just wasn't really a lot of, you know, records coming out or, you know, music being shared, things like that. So there was kind of like a scene online um, of people like, you know, finding these old disco tracks and disco records or whatever and kind of like editing them up for um, the modern party scene or the modern world. And yeah, that that's really what started with Tugboat. And then Tugboat was kind of like established in, in that world a little bit. So the kind of like the disco kind of thing. Um, so I wanted to switch up the name a little bit and, and give the, the boogie funk focused stuff, the, the Star Creature branding. Yeah, that's excellent. And um, also just to like go back and looking at um, the, also the early humble beginnings, one thing I didn't notice, I didn't realize actually that um, there's an early release 
which is Roger and E-Live. And it looks like, um, I think obviously you must have helped um, distribute that album as well. Yeah, so E-Live was like, you know, our first artist, our first Star Creature uh, record. Um, just like randomly came across his profile on SoundCloud. And, you know, he had a bunch of stuff up there that was really great and kind of fit the vibe for what I was envisioning in like the kind of modern sounding newer approaches to like some of the historically labeled boogie types of sounds it wasn't until that we like already you know had the record in progress and we might have even done like two records with him already and he kind of mentioned yeah i did this uh lp with uh, my friend or whatever you know we have a bunch of copies just sitting around and the way that we moved his first couple seven inches i was like so you mean they're just like sitting at your house, like not doing anything. And, uh, and he was like, yeah. So I had him just send me everything. Uh, so he sent me like some boxes of them. Wow. And then, uh, when we got ready to repress his first two seven inches, uh, because you know, like we sold out of them pretty quickly. Um, we then distributed and, and put out his, record that by that point was like a few years old but nobody really knew about it nobody could really get their hands on it it mm. wasn't available for sale anywhere so we kind of just uh took a product that was already made and and right. got it in the right hands right so i'm actually trying to connect the dots now so obviously i'm aware of the label eliberty and i guess yep. that's eli's the label that he started i'm guessing uh eliberty is it's a star creature vibe yeah. is what it says on the label. Um, so, you know, it's just a, a place for E-Live to kind of release some stuff that right. either was previously released and, and really didn't get like enough shine, maybe on another label or something that heck he had put out himself. Like there's a couple tracks from that E-Live Rojai uh, LP that we ran on a seven inch. Mm hmm. So it's more like his his little imprint under Star Creature, right? Right, that makes sense now. Because then, because um, I'm realizing as well, I do own the seven inch with um, it's Freaky Creatures, Freaky Creatures seven yeah. inch, yeah. And then also realizing as well that that track is also available on the Hard Press LP with Roger. Yeah, we we did two tracks from the Hard Pressed LP just because. Uh, once we got our hands on it, like we sold that out in probably like a day or two. Um, and, you know, I was always getting hit up by people asking if it was going to come back in print. Um, I, it's never going to come back in print. We don't even know where the pieces are. Uh, but we decided to run a seven inch just to get like a couple of the choice tunes back out there and, and get them to some of the DJs that were, you know, dying to spin and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think what we'll do actually, we'll get into one of these tracks here from that 7-inch and I'm going to give you the choice here. Which track would you like to listen to right now? Uh, Freaky Creatures or Get Down Tonight? Uh, let's bump Freaky Creatures. Yes. Good choice. Cool. Okay, let's get into that right now.
a great track right there by E-Live with a track called Freaky Creatures. Moving on then as well, looking at the Star Creature, uh, you know, there's a lot of releases here. And I think it's quite important to still talk about some of the early releases. And sure. in those first early years, you were very busy. I just want to say that just going through Discogs, there's a big catalogue there. And just to give you a bit of history here, I did my little bit of homework and just want to give you back some information of the tally of releases that you've done so far up to date. Um, this is myself going through Discogs and just counting up. So up to date now, you have, it seems like you have 59 seven inch releases, which is bananas. And then you've got 20 12 inch releases, nine albums, three comps and 12 cassette releases. The Tugboat Editions are sitting at 12 at the moment as well. And you also got Tugboat Edits as well, which is sitting at 16. Um, how does this figure surprise you? Yeah, I mean, that that sounds about right, I guess. <laughs> I've kind of lost track, especially because we've done so many, um, you know, like, like collaborations with a few other labels mm. um, where like maybe it'll say distributed by star creature or we did like the manufacturing and right, that. So, right. but yeah, I, I know we're, I know we're getting up there. Yeah. And, um, just going back to some of the early releases, um, obviously we've just listened to the track from Elive, that seven, but also as well, continuing on Elive went on to do obviously some several other early releases and one notable one, that does stand out coming to mind is that I know they did a, a release with featuring Sally Green actually uh, with a track called Everybody and Be Free. Yeah, that was like the first release. Um, you know, like when we started the label, my initial goal was to do six records. So before we even, you know, submitted anything to production, I wanted to at least make sure that I could find, you know, six, seven inches worth of material. And, um, you know, I felt like that one was the best representation of the sound that we were kind of going for. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time, I was DJing pretty heavily uh, here in Chicago with my crew, the Boogie Monsters. And there was kind of like a, a nice boogie movement happening, you know, around the globe in different cities. You know, there was a lot of different boogie crews um, popping off with like weekly and monthly parties. And, um, you know, we're playing a lot of this like 80s sort of uh, post disco, you know, maybe a little bit slowed down mm -hmm. a little bit before house, you know, electronic, R&B, yeah. um, you know, almost like like pop structured songs. And I thought that the um, E-Live, Everybody Be Free would just be like the perfect definition of of you know, where, where we're coming from with the music and, mm -hmm. and where we're going, where it doesn't sound dated. It sounds modern. The instrumentation sounds modern. The vocals sounded modern, but you know, there's definitely that, that nod to, uh, the boogie days of decades past. Yeah. It's an excellent release and, um, in classic nature, actually, cause I was also looking it up and, Obviously, it's released in 2015, so it's, it feels quite a, lot, a lot, long time ago. But like you said, it just feels absolutely timeless. Like if that was to be released tomorrow, people would jump on it and it would have that same energy and bounce like it did back in 2015. Yeah, and even, I mean, it came out in, in 2015, but I think those tracks were even recorded 
a bit before that, maybe as early as like 2012 or 2013. So All right. I think it's a testament to, you know, E-Live's production style and the way that, that he gets the music recorded and, and his vibe, as well as, uh, you know, Sally Green on the B-side. She really brought it with the lyrics. And it is just more of like a timeless sound. You know, we're not going after a certain trend or a certain, you know, style of the moment. It's mm. something that... Um, you know, has more historical significance, I think. Yeah, sure. And so then I could say like a back-to-back release as well. Eli also had another seven-inch record with Do Me Like That featuring Chester Blake, which I have to say is actually one of my favourites of his releases. And um, yeah, it's, I feel like, it's like looking at Eli's history here of his life and like this guy was seriously on the roll here. And um the next release here is it's just as good as the first. Yeah, so all those tracks were just kind of, you know, chilling on SoundCloud. Um, they were had like a, a few plays here and there, but you know, E Live is is one of like our our top Star Creature artists and uh, somebody that we've worked with really close now for you know going on like six or seven years. Um, you know, the the motivation of getting that music off of the internet off of soundcloud and you know onto wax and into you know dj's bags and crates and then into the party scene where people can kind of interact with it has been one of the motivations for us um so we got real lucky you know with the timing and and just linking up with with eli and i think it it was lucky in the sense that it just worked out perfectly in the grand you know planetary scheme of boogie at the time Mm. um you know and and the reason that we were able to kind of successfully launch it is because of crews like the boogie monsters and sweater funk and funkmosphere and all Mm. these kind of different things popping in different cities across the u.s and then as well as like overseas and other places as well yeah Um, and also it's it's that thing where these early releases as well it set a good foundation going forward for star creature because i think when i think about your label and also think about that sound as well it's a particular sound that sometimes you can't necessarily get elsewhere and i think that's what makes your label so strong and obviously so consistent because i'm later down the line when we go through some other conversations we'll talk about some recent releases and some things that i've done recently as well that also falls in line with this perfectly. You also did mention about um, Sweater Funk and Funkmosphere as well. And mm-hmm. obviously around that era of how, you know, it was so well receptive around that time. Yep. And we actually did the the launch party or whatever, the release party for the first E-Live record out in San Francisco at Sweater Funk. And um, E-Live came there and I DJed and there was a few other DJs and the whole Sweater Funk crew was there. And that really like, you know, helped kind of co-sign um, the label because, you know, we were just, that was our first release. We hadn't done anything, but um, just having a good relationship with the Sweater Funk people and having them kind of put their, you know, mark of approval on it and mm. say that, you know, they believed in it enough to let it fly at their parties um, really helped, you know, that that first little hump. Yeah, most definitely. So when thinking back to the memories about then with Sweater Funk and such, 
just uh, not to put you on the spot again, <laughs> but um, when you're looking at these first early e live releases, what comes to your memory of like seeing like people reacting to the songs? Which uh, particular seven inch was it that comes to your mind? I mean, there's a, a bunch of the early ones were all kind of, I, want, I don't want to say big, but it had, uh, you know, what I think is an impact. And I think it was just because at the time there just wasn't a lot uh, being pressed. And that was kind of mm. the motivation as well is, um, you know, when I think back to that time, I do think of Star Creature releases, but I think of a few other labels and a few other artists um, that were putting out records at the time that kind of motivated me to want to pursue this a little bit heavier and it was really just because i couldn't get enough of it um you know one example would be like like k max who's part of the sweater funk crew and was from san francisco you know he had a a couple records out and um you know we were playing those records all the time here in chicago but it was only a few tracks and we're like we need we need more of this i want to play more modern stuff there, another big one was uh XL Middleton and Eddie Funkster with their their track Press Play with Zachy Force Funk on mm, vocals. Great track. You know, yeah, like we were playing that every party in Chicago. You would just hear it all the time. And I was like, this is cool. I'm not getting tired of this track, but I wish <laughs> we had more tracks like this, you know, where it's like, um, you know, we're playing boogie parties and we're playing disco parties. I didn't want to be stuck in the 80s. I wanted to play you know, modern style, you know, funky, cool dance music with good vocals and good instrumentation and, you know, stuff that could connect with a crowd, uh, regardless of what those people came out to hear or see or whatever. Yeah. Well said. Well said. So just to say, actually, when you mentioned about Exile Middleton and Eddie Funkster's press play, um, I think we have to give that a little play here because, um, that's also quite a special one, personally to myself as well. It's definitely a significant sound right there. Um, and obviously kind of like started paving the way of, like I said, that early scene sound and then continue through to like obviously push and obviously motivate and for yourself to like push those releases out and inspire you a lot. Definitely, definitely, yeah, drop it. Yeah. 
Classic track right there by XL Middleton and Eddie Funkster with a track called Press Play, which was also pressed on the MoFunks Records label. And just going on a bit forwards, there's a lot of roster of artists and musicians on your label, a very talented bunch. And people quite familiar with the label will know that there are some famous names on now, I'd like to say. we got Saucy Lady. We've obviously got some key people like Aura as well. And what I always want to know and to have a bit of backstory around is like, how was you able to get in touch with these artists and start to work with them? Yeah, um, it's kind of crazy, but kind of cool at the same time that, you know, we have the reputation of being um, like a Chicago based label, but, you know, thanks to things like the internet or whatever, um, you know, we're not limited to just releasing stuff by artists from here. Um, so yeah, big handful of like the first, you know, chunk of artists that we started working with were just folks that we would either find on like Bandcamp or SoundCloud or, you know, people that I knew kind of from the, the DJ scene that were mm-hmm. doing different things in their cities or wherever. And we're looking to, you know, try their hand at making some tunes. And, um, yeah, so we've been able to, to connect with, with a bunch of different artists and we have a few you know artists that we've done like a handful of releases with or even more than a handful you know like most notable probably something that you mentioned saucy lady we've done a bunch of records with um shiro schwartz um donnell Pittman from here in chicago mm. uh, we've done a few projects with a producer out your way um aura um, and really just like, you know, a, a ton of, of different artists that, um, you know, want to get their tunes out and are doing like their own little version of the boogie thing or the, this kind of space funk thing. And yeah, we're open to pretty much working with anybody. Yeah. That's so great to see. And, um, it's such a, like I said before, like a great list of diverse amount of talent as well. And everyone brings their own things to the table and, Previously on the show, um, I think it was like, I think it was last year actually. I did have Toby Glider on the show, aka Liquid Pegasus. And I know obviously he did some early work with yourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, I think we put out the first record we did with him was uh, Freakway actually, and that was another like set of music that he had a little collective. I think he was living in Tokyo at the time, and. Um, came across their Bandcamp page mm-hmm. and it had it had the Liquid Pegasus stuff and it had Freakway and a few other of his kind of aliases and it was all like super dope music. But 
you know, even at the time, Bandcamp was very, very, you know, small compared to like what it is now. Like, you know, after this last year and Bandcamp Fridays and everything, like, you know, the majority of people know what Bandcamp is. But, mm. um, you know, if you go back like 10 or eight years ago or something, only the kind of the most like hardcore independent music supporters really actually knew what it was. Yeah. And, you know, even when we started, like, I was, wasn't super familiar with Bandcamp. I had bought like a couple random records here and there. Um, but yeah, I just came across the, the Liquid Pegasus camp um, out of Tokyo and got in touch with them and said, you know, all this music is super dope. Like, uh, it's a shame that a ton of people aren't bumping it right now. Uh, what can we do? What can, how can we work together? And uh, from there, we did a few cool records. And yeah, we have a few other folks like that. A Throwback Zach was another one that I remember we found, you know, on Bandcamp. He had a couple albums worth of stuff out there. And yeah, so, you know, thanks to the internet for allowing us <laughs> to connect with folks all over. Yeah, that's when the internet becomes a beautiful thing because it just puts people together in connections mm-hmm. with each other. And that wonderful thing is that you just able to cross paths with these people at the right time, and obviously now we're just like honestly, I feel like not modern day now we're quite spoiled with just how it works now with just like totally. connecting with people, we're just seeking out things, and it definitely feels like a very buzzing thing at the moment. It feels great, and good mention about that Freakway record because it's actually something that I did manage to pick up not too long ago. I went to a festival called We Out Here Festival and some people were like saying some records and I found it and I was like, oh, nice, nice little find. And I have to say, that's one of the good things I do really like about your label is that I'm always yet to still pick up things from the back catalogue because it's like such an extensive history and find those little, nice little gems and because maybe around those time, obviously I wasn't aware and completely slept on around that time and then there's this nice thing now while able just to go back pick up these little things and give them now like that nice attention in modern day yeah and i think like it's it's kind of a struggle sometimes when you look back at some of the years that we were putting out like you know 20 to 30 records a year um but that was really our goal was that you know we need to act now and and get this stuff out there and Mm -hmm. you know we're doing music that is not you know of the time or not like a specific hot sound of the moment so i really wasn't too worried about you know if somebody misses something if they can't keep up and i'm not too worried about it because the records will be there they're not going to disappear they're not going to um you know disappear into the ether of the algorithm or something (laughs) right now you know you're still going to be able to go to shops and and find them uh you're still going to be able to go on discogs and and find them so you know we're going to move forward and and keep going as fast as a pace as we can and yeah if if folks come up all the time they're like oh i can't even keep up and (laughs) i'm not worried about it uh you know like you can you can jump online anytime or head to your local shop and, and yeah. catch up that way. Yeah. And that's the beauty, beauty of uh, physical media, I think. And it's even coming more apparent, especially um, just in like recent years of just the influx now of like more record shops opening up. Um, a lot of people now become a lot more independent sellers as well. And it's definitely helping 
that physical media of records as well in that process. So yeah, totally. going looking at the early records then, and um, I'm afraid I'm gonna put you on the spot again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, which which kind of like notable little favorite of yours when it comes to the early releases you'd like to share? I think we should probably talk about Saucy Lady and probably her first record. Um, it's a what I would dub as a hot two-sider, uh, two tracks on the floor, and a super random, super cool cover of a Beatles track, Help, um, mm. which is like certified floor filler. Um, you know, like I actually am still playing that record. I, I played it just... Uh, like at a gig two weeks ago and was even like cutting out the sound and the crowd was singing along and like I guarantee the crowd had probably not even heard of Saucy Lady or heard this record or whatever but it's just like you know that that dope of a little flip um, and Saucy's been like hugely impactful like at Star Creature and you know all of her records are like dance floor tested and approved and mm-hmm. uh, yeah she's just super great super fun um artist to work with so yeah i think we should give give her some shine on her track help dope cool all right let's get into it right now this is saucy lady with help Thank you. 
younger than today I never needed anybody's help in any way But now these days are gone, I'm not so self-assured Now I find I change my mind and open up the doors Help me if you can, I'm feeling down And I do appreciate you Fantastic classic track there by Saucy Lady with the title track called Help. I just also want to say a big shout out to Saucy Lady and Yuki as well. Um, good friends and big fans of theirs and also were guests on Studio Funk not too long ago. I want to now talk about, we're going to jump now from 2015, <laughs> jump through now to like recent modern day and one notable bit of work that I know that yourself that you worked on is a really key project is the attack of the Chicago boogie project that you worked on mm-hmm. and you released two compilations releasing basically private press Chicago boogie music which has been highly well received I've been a big fan of those comps and I've always wanted to know that like where did this passion of this project start from what actually wanted you to resurface these gems and bring them back to the limelight? So yeah, even though Star Creature is more focused on like newer music, like the Chicago Boogie Projects is really like showing kind of the actual inspiration, you know, the sound that was happening in the in the 80s and especially like the more independent, you know, not big budget studio type of stuff but the the things that were done by you know independent artists that um whose lives and uh abilities kind of more mirror the star creature artists so um the idea kind of came um or it was inspired by a mix that one of my partners in the boogie monsters did uh dj cool hirsch who's really well-known, well-respected um, collector, especially of like, you know, the, the rare and independent private press boogie stuff from the 80s. Um, you know, I have a, a radio show here in Chicago that broadcasts every Friday night, and it's kind of like a lot to, to DJ every Friday and put mm-hmm. together mixes. So I, I try to source some mixes from different people in my crew or other like DJs I respect and I like. and. Um, Hirsch is one of the regular contributors there. Uh, he gave me a mix. I don't even know how long ago, maybe it's been a couple years now, I guess of like a one hour long of all, or maybe it was 45 minutes. I don't really remember of like all Chicago stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, this one's all Chicago. And I listened to it and it was like so dope. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's crazy that, you know, so many of these great you know, rare Chicago tracks are just totally inaccessible. You know, Mm. they're not really online. Uh, Some of them aren't even on YouTube. They're not on Spotify. Um, You know, they haven't been reissued. They haven't even been bootlegged, you know. So um, I was like, man, you should 
you should uh, lengthen this out. I was like, do you think you could do 90 minutes and, and maybe we could drop it as like a mixtape or something like a little bit more official? Yeah. Um, so he, he said, oh, yeah, totally. And um, hit me with like a 90 minute mix. We put out a, we put it out as a cassette mixtape. We did a like a release party for it, um, and it was just like real crazy. Like it was actually crazy how fast we sold out of like a cassette only release, and you know people were just like hounding me all the time for <laughs> track lists and wh who did this song or what's up with this, and like the amount of interest really made me think like wow yeah none of this stuff is available like you can really only hear some of these tracks on this cassette. Um, maybe we could take this like a step further and reach out and s see if we can get in touch with some of mm. these artists and, and, you know, maybe we can, uh, put together like a 12 inch comp or something, you know, and, um, that was really like the, the jumping off right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's, um, there's so much heat, <laughs> I like to say on the two editions of the volumes here of the Chicago Boogie there's like i just want to go through some of these tracks here and on the first one here we've got andrew kitchen with attack mm -hmm. of the chicago boogie with uh it's yourself and hirsch doing an edit on that we've also got jay parker band with live lady that's another edit by yep. yourself mr i want to thank you henrietta thomas i want you right now fantastic track there's so much good stuff in here and i just want to you know i think obviously a lot of people applauded this when they were released but once again, just to personally thank you just to go into the water's effort because I do appreciate that these things, it takes time and also hunting down people. Luckily with technology today and the internet, things like Facebook and such, I'm, I imagine you might have used when trying to like find these people and reach out that you're able to track down and you know work with them and get this available to modern day. Yeah, it was, it was crazy and you know, that's why I didn't really have too much of an interest in doing reissues. Um, there's a lot of other like really great labels out there that do reissues like really well. Mm. Um, but I thought that, you know, us being from Chicago and Chicago having such a crazy rich history in, uh, you know, music for the last hundred plus years or so. Um, and then, you know, the internet can really only take you so far. So, some of the artists, especially like the four that you named, you know, it was actually really tough to, to track them down and being local here in Chicago is I think really what helped. And, you know, all those artists we met face to face, you know, some, some of them in their homes, uh, you know, we visited Henrietta and her husband at their house. Uh, we actually went and saw Jay Parker, like he's still performing with bands. We went wow. and saw him play in like a blues band and shred nice. on guitar and like a random, you know, Tuesday night, not yeah. even too far from like where me and Hirsch even live. Um, same thing, like Andrew Kitchen, our first meeting, we just, we met at like a coffee shop and, you know, hung out and, and chatted. Uh, we had, uh, we we had like a studio session with some of the guys from Mister, and, and got to hear some other music that they're working on like nowadays. And uh, yeah, so it was just a really cool project to be involved with. And it was really cool for us to show some of these artists that like there are people out there that like your music, you know, that are from mm. way beyond Chicago and, 
you know, are, are listening to these and, and buying your records and streaming your, your sounds and they want to know about you and they want to know your story and, and all that. So it was like kind of cool and unexpected from them, you know. Yeah. Also, just want to, once again, um, give a shout out to Cool Hirsch as well. Cause like you said, he's a very key person who helped and contribute towards this project as well. And totally. like I said before as well, there's two volumes and you actually released both volumes in the one year. And I was actually thinking, wow, was it both in the one year? And um, I guess Discogs is it's right 99% of the time. So from a, it is correct that you actually had volume two released the same year as well. And then on the volume two, we have Special Touch, Shaking Your Body, Popping Your Fang, another great track, Duke Turner, Sugar Baby Your Love that's a cool Hirsch edit as well On Stage Hooked on Your Love and Kareem Rashad Dance and that's an edit by yourself which I think is probably my favourite on that comp I've played cool. that a lot and there's cool. always a joy to mix with that track with the great intro edit that you did cool man yeah thanks um, and I will just uh, break the news here I guess but uh, Volume 3 is in the works um, it's currently in the production backlog with probably about a million other records um, coming out right now. Um, when is it going to drop? I have no idea at some point in 2022. Uh, so we'll get, nice. we'll get volume three um, out into the world, hopefully sooner than later. Nice. Well, people, you heard it here, right here on studio funk um, volume three will be coming soon near you. And um, I think what we do, actually, we're going to get into Kareem Rashad's Dance, the edit by yourself. Cool. It's a favorite of mine, and I'm sure you won't mind if we get into that right now. Yeah, let it play. Cool. This is Kareem Rashad with a track called Dance, and this is edited by Tim Zawada himself. Enjoy.
And coming up at the moment, I know that you've got a lot of great music and a lot of new releases coming out from a selection of artists for your label. Um, in Star Creature fashion, a lot of releases. And I want to talk about some of them coming up because some of them are very, very, very close in releasing. And I know one the other day you just announced, and I think it's now available for pre-order, is a brand new album by a guy called M Hook. Yeah, we just dropped uh, M Hook pre-order this week. We teased out a couple of the digital tracks a little bit um, earlier this season, maybe about a month ago or so. Um, You know, like pretty much everything in the production world right now, vinyl is no exception. It's taken a long time to get stuff made. Mm. Um, So yeah, we finally got this, this M Hook record. Um, we've been working on that one since probably like early 2021. Uh, it's one of my personal faves out of like the whole catalog. It's really, really nice selection of music, 10 track LP. It's hard for me to like use words to describe (laughs) it. I'm not like a, um, you know, a critic or a a writer or anything like that, but, um, it's, it hits a lot of different angles that you know, the Star Creature LPs have explored, you know, mm. uh, a little bit of that modern funk, new school funk sound, a little bit of deep house, a little bit of like sp- kind of spaced out, uh, down tempo, exploratory jazz funk type of stuff. Okay. Um, so it's kind of all over the place. And um, it's really one of those those albums that you could just hit play and just ride it all the way through. Um, M Hook is an artist from philadelphia i believe he's like mostly trained as like a bass player and plays around um in different groups and this is his um you know solo debut uh announcement to the world that you know he's a a new artist making music Mm -hmm. and um yeah when he sent me the demo i mean i probably listened to it on repeat like i would just throw it on and, and go to work and be working for like two hours and not even realize that i've just been listening to the same thing on repeat i, I like it that much <laughs> but um but yeah we can we can uh get into a, a track off that one yeah this is this is definitely exciting and intriguing and um one thing i want to point out the other day because i know you did a post on instagram to help advertise and promote the album and you know as usually as people, you know, when we share music on Instagram, we play a little clip so people get a bit of a taste. And then with this one is here, you obviously didn't provide a clip here. And it was just basically like, do you know what? This is an album that, you know, a 30 second clip won't justify the sound of this album or the body of the work here. Instead, you need to like go investigate yourself, check it out and experience it yourself. And I thought that was really genuine. And this is definitely an album where I'm going to be probably doing the same. I'm going to like one of those ones where I'm just going to put my headphones on, I think. It's a headphone session. <laughs> and totally. uh, just put it on and jam. Totally. Cool. So what we're doing right now then, I think we'll get a nice little preview of a track from the album and get a nice, get a nice little insight about M Hook.
Another artist and musician on your label who is well-known and established is Aura. And mm-hmm. he's a definitely a favourite of mine and close to my heart and definitely a guy I've connected with in the past as well. He did a, he actually did a guest mix for myself on Studio Funk quite a while back and very talented guy and very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable when it comes to his music. And to know that he's releasing a new full-length album is really exciting because I think his last project that he did, it was an EP, it was a collaboration, and I've actually forgotten the name of the other group he was working with. Yeah, the, the Gravity Drive. That's it, that's it. And that was a really excellent project, and I really like the fact that the way you released it is when the record came out, you had vocal versions on the one side and instrumentals on the flip. And, you know, for myself as a DJ, the extensive of like play that can get is great yeah or has been somebody that we've been doing stuff with for a few years now um a a few nice collaborative releases um he's a great instrumental producer and great at working with you know vocalists to add that kind of top line um we did an lp uh eight track lp called crystal palms a few years ago that was like you know did really well for us and you know we couldn't really keep it stocked in in stores it was flying off um you know everywhere we we placed it uh this is going to be kind of like a a follow-up to that kind of so far like the aura mm. um you know uh big double lp project with everything that he's been working on since 
Uh, he's also a bass player, similar to M Hook, so maybe I'm just kind of like drawn to that <laughs> that good low end uh, production style. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. It's a good mix of modern funk, kind of like like spaced out synth wave almost. Um, yeah. You know, and then I think what's nice about Aura, and I think this is like maybe a UK thing or a London thing, but it it does have like a feel of kind of like some new romantic type of vibes or something that I like I I just get the vibe I'm like oh yeah this sounds like it would come out of London or something like that nice. so I, I do think it 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 will uh, have a familiar sort of warmth feeling to um, folks on your side of the world yeah it sounds like it's definitely going to trigger me then um, obviously you know British myself and from the UK um, yeah I think it's, I think it's going to talk to me definitely it's cool. yeah, really exciting to hear he's making some music because I think he's one of those musicians as well. He released some stuff and then he'll just disappear. You won't hear from him for a while. Totally, and then totally. he'll definitely come out of the cave and be like, here, I've got some music for you. <laughs> and then he'll disappear again. But uh, I appreciate that. It's, it's that kind of like that creative like little spirit and also that little bit of mystery as well that I do like yeah. about sometimes with artists and musicians who would work in that favour that are not so like so much like shouting about the whole time but they're quite humble people and i think he's definitely quite a humble person cool cool okay so what we do now we'll get a nice little preview into this um this is also all going to be exclusive here in studio funk some very first listens to a track coming from the new aura lp coming very cool. soon on star creature records enjoy
Thanks, Tim. It's been a great opportunity to talk to you today and so much valuable insights about the history, about Star Creature and yourself and key projects like the Attack of the Chicago Boogie, but most importantly as well, looking at some nice, exciting stuff coming up. Definitely. And um, before we exit out, out of here, are there any shout outs you'd like to do? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be tough to probably shout out everybody on the top of the head, but... Um... You know, there's been a lot of people along the way that have, uh, you know, contributed to the success of Star Creature. Definitely shout out all the artists that we've worked with and have entrusted us with uh, their sounds. Um, you know, big shout out to the crews. I mentioned like Sweater Funk and mm -hmm. and the Boogie Monsters and, and all the DJs that are kind of like out there taking the risks and, and playing different stuff and playing, you know, new music, exposing their crowds to new music. So um, we definitely appreciate all, all those folks, as well as all like the, the new record stores that have popped up and the classic record stores still out there playing such an important part in you know, exposing people to new music and physical media and, you know, providing sounds outside of that, you know, prepackaged algorithm that, you know, <laughs> you find other, other places. Um, so yeah, just everybody like that, the DJs and, um, you know, people that are just keeping this whole thing alive. Yeah. Mad love. So true. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, once again to thank you for, you know, you're creating a legacy here with Star Creature. And it's good to know as well that you're not done yet. There's plenty more to come. Um, also, just looking forward to these up and coming releases. And I know one of the things we didn't talk about earlier, but we also know that we got up and coming projects from E Live as well. He's got a nice full length album to come. So, yeah, it's a really exciting time. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of stuff dropping in 2022 across the board, um, exploring all our different kind of star creature sounds. Um, so, yeah, hopefully there's some stuff out there people dig, and I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, put some shine on it. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Yeah, so thank you, Tim. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. And um, I'm sure all the listeners of the show here really enjoyed listening to insights about star creature. And those of you who are new listening to the show and probably wondering about Star Creature Records, you should definitely check them out. All their music is available on Bandcamp. Um, you can also, like I said, look up the history as well within Discogs and have a nice little find and find some nice bits on there. But most importantly as well, you will also find Star Creature Records available close to record shops near you or any online vendor as well. Okay, cheers, Tim. Thank you so much for today. It's been awesome. Cool. Thank you, man. Cool. All right, catch you soon. Peace. Peace. Once again, big shout out to Tim. So Wada for being an interview here today on Studio Funk. We had a great chat, man. It was such an honor to speak to him about Star Creature. All that great insight. That's what Studio Funk's all about, really. It's all about giving those artists, musicians, record labels, people who work in the industry, and give them their flowers. 
also like to say a big shout out to everybody on the Star Creature label as well. There's too many of you to mention. But shout out to the key folks like E-Live, Saucy Lady, Yuki. Also a big shout out to Cool Hirsch as well. So in Studio Fun Tradition, those of you who are faithful to the show, past listeners, will know that we always get into a nice tribute mix. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, today's tribute mix is going to be a nice selection of 7-inch records, all 45s from the Star Creature discography. As I pointed out in the interview, there are a lot of releases. Now, I don't have all of them, and you probably don't expect me to go through every single record within the collection, but what we will do is chop through some favorites and some lost gems. So hopefully there's gonna be a nice selection here and something for everyone. And even myself, you know, I still pick up a Star Creature record every now and again of past throwbacks, ones that I miss from back in the day. Oh man, this track in the background is lovely. Those of you right now are probably thinking, what is he playing there? But to start off with the 7-inch records, this is some fantastic track with Pepin, featuring Source 51 with a track called Galaxy Drive. Anyway, let's pick up the pace.
shores Looking for a lover that don't burn Now I see you standing at my door And that fire reigniting My chest is so exciting Hot to the touch And it burns me when you love too much Hot to the touch All this burning from your lover's touch
Last track of the show. Oh man. I have to say, I went into a complete zone right there. Anyways, I'm back. like to call a classic star creature seven Tim Zawada. Big shout to the whole Star Creature fam. Universal vibrations. Studio Funk will be back next month. Last one of the year. It's going to be a big one. End of year review. Until next time, people. Take care. Stay safe. This is Tim Zawada. You're listening to Stark. Oh no, you're listening to Studio. <laughs> this is this is Tim. <laughs> you're listening to Star Creature. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because like I mean I, I have my radio show. It's called Star Creature Vibes Radio, and um, I mean I I really like.
I don't know if you've ever tuned in or heard. I, I used to put up some of the mixes on SoundCloud. I really just don't do it often anymore. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just triggered just into saying, like, this is Tim Zawada. You're listening to Star Creature Vibes Radio. You know? So I'll get my, like, radio voice on. And, nice, and nice. Actually, there was um, a show I did listen to of yours and... I'm gonna say it was a takeover show you did on Worldwide FM. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, for, yeah. For um, <laughs> King Hippo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was dope, man. And I remember at the time <laughs> I was just enjoying that, and I was like, the whole show is dope. And it was a big show as well. It was like a three-hour show. Yeah. And um, really cool stuff. I know you had Hirsch in there. He did like a nice little set as well. Yeah. But yeah, that show was really good, and the whole presentation and. It was tight. I was like, wow. I was like, man, I've got to step my game up. Like <laughs> this is the this is the way to approach shows now. Yeah, I try to have fun with it, you know, and um like it's it's on FM here in Chicago, which there's a lot of great radio stations in Chicago. Like I, I don't really know how many people like jump into their car and just start listening to the radio. Like I pretty much exclusively listen to the radio when I'm driving around. Mm. But like you know, I feel like when people are surfing the dial, I got to just keep throwing things out there to like get them engaged and, and be like, whoa, what's this? You know, or who's this guy? So uh, I try to I try to like amp up my personality a little bit on uh, on that. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's real dope, real dope.